0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet.
2: Gamble responsibly.
3: 1-800-858-858.
1: Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse.
3: Looking through red and black lenses, it's In The Red with Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Advantage to the Crusaders. It's against Rico Ioane. Moonga turns the ball back. Fanga, Nuku. Oh, bro, they stopped them again. They have just line. The numbers are there. Matiraka. Of well, here's his replacement, Mitch Drummond. Look yes, at Trusty though coming it with it. it. Oh, He's tucked it up. He's yeah, in. The Blues are back in it. Ha ha ha! Yes, we will. Just knocked on by right. Gets through onto Cullen Grace. I mean, picks up the I mean, ball I mean, and right. has enough momentum to slide over it. They're back in it. The Blues. And again, the Blues. The kick. Are in trouble. Not going to stop. Oh, Simmons! Something out of absolutely nothing for the man who does it best. It's gone. That's well and truly done. The Crusaders have won another final. Yeah, it will just be- nice little shift, but who should be there to put him to touch But Sam race And the dynasty continues.
0: welcome into SENZ. Dean Butler with you here tonight for Lenin for Ricardo Ball. It's time for In The Red, and this is it, the final one, the last dance. Justin Marshall, Marshy is with us. If you've got a question for him, give us a text now, eight or call 0800 150 That's 0800 150 As I said, Marshy is here. He hasn't stopped smiling for two days. Marshy, hey Dean Powell, How are you feeling?
2: Hey, Dean, I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Uh, obviously, it's been a A very successful weekend if you're a Crusaders supporter, fan, ex-player, and um, yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, drama during the week. Uh, Expectation levels were massively high for what was a blockbuster game, a sellout at Eden Park, and uh, yeah, I certainly felt that the game delivered. You know, obviously people will be they they will be a little bit, I guess, mirrored by the result, but um, you know, to, to have an occasion like that. And interests like that, and and not only those two teams playing each other in a final. But in New Zealand, rugby again was was really satisfying and um, good for the
0: game. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying, marshy, And look, as TJ said there, the dynasty continues. And I've got to be honest, Marshy, I'm here, I'm in Auckland. On the Saturday itself, around sort of mid to late afternoon, the rain started to come in, the wind started to come in. And honestly, I just thought to myself, oh, my goodness. They, 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 the Crusaders are bringing the Orange Theory Stadium weather with them as well. I just had a feeling it was going to going to make it that much harder for uh, the Blues. Do you think that weather played a part, Marshy, or was that just it was going to happen either? I mean, you predicted it last week anyway.
2: Yeah, I I certainly felt that the weather would play a part. You know, it reduces the ability, uh, particularly around that contact area, to make those little, I guess, uh, last-second offloads, Uh, making those passes stick, which, uh, you know, you always have to sort of consider thinking twice about when the ball's a bit greasy uh, because, you know, it's just a, a lot harder eh, for the receiver to get it and, and also with the ball being slippery for you to execute well, albeit it didn't seem to stop Leicester Nuku. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we played that that replay of him. What an outstanding ball that was. Oh, but man. Yeah, look, uh, the, the Blues obviously, uh, like the Crusaders in the last, yeah you know, at least month or a couple of weeks anyway, had to play under those conditions. You know, the Brumbies game was atrocious, wasn't it? So, yeah. and they played really well over 40 minutes. And that was a good Brumbies pack as well, you know. Um, so I think I don't think it was advantageous to either side in terms of the, the, the fact the rain was there. Mm. Um, I just thought that it was advantageous to the side that played those conditions the best and utilised the game plan, given that it was always predicted to be wet throughout the week so the teams would have been practicing and training for that whoever went out there and executed everything that they needed to execute to perfection or as close to it in a a big game in a final and dominated certain areas of the game would go ahead and win it I don't I don't buy into the fact that just because it was raining um, it it favored the Crusaders like uh, Mm. I think equally both sides would have known how to play in those conditions.
0: Yeah, no, good points. Keep your texts coming in, Double uh, I'll oh, give us a call, 0800-150-811. In the red, the final time. This is it, the last dance, the last chance uh, to get hold of Marshy if you want for a while. Uh, Marshy, a lot of talking points in the game. Of course, Sam Whitelock played with a broken thumb. Um, I've been mm-hmm. told by various people around here that back in the day, you played an entire game with a broken fingernail. Um, is that, is, is, <laughs> is that, no, I'm having you on Marshy. What did you make of his performance, mate? Incredible. And what Impact will that have with the All Blacks?
2: Yeah, look, I certainly probably wouldn't have played if I had a broken finger. Now um, I would have been out for a couple of weeks with that. So that's and that's the honest truth. Uh, look, that that just shows the the work ethic, uh, the the toughness of Sam Whitelock that that's you know playing under those conditions and still. Being the influence that he was, mm. um, I certainly think that you know the week before when he pulled out weight, uh, he pulled out late in the in the week that when you leave a hole like he leaves, um, you know it does take some adjustment in everything you do, you yeah. know from breakdowns to your set piece because he he is so experienced and and you know he does carry that team in those areas. He leads in those areas. Uh, you know he has been captain of that side uh, and. Um, when, when he left a hole in the Chiefs game, it was a hole that uh, you know that is near on impossible to plug, but that's no slight um, mm. by any means on the player that has to fill his jersey. It's just the type of player that he is. Yeah. Um, the All Blacks selectors would have been thrilled to bits seeing oh. Sam Whitelock dominate like that and, and partnering Scott Barrett, who I thought probably had very close to his most physical and best uh, performance of, of Super Rugby as well. So those two working in tandem would have been uh, warming the hearts of the all black coaches and selectors. but yeah, he look, he certainly uh, worked out that they could attack the Crusaders lineout. And Cody Taylor said that uh, when he was asked after the game, you know, did you guys uh, have a plan? And he said, yeah, we did. we We, we thought that we could unsettle them at lineout. Mm. Uh, and so we went we went in there to do that to disrupt and to put pressure on them, he said. and Boy, they did all of that, all of that, didn't they? Because it really stopped sure them did. from getting into the game and and really hurt them when they had done something really good, and kicked for touch, and then turned the ball. You know that's demoralising. Yeah. Because you know you're trying to you're try, you're playing at the side with all all that experience with all that now, who so start really well, who get stuck into you, get early points with a drop goal, then you get yourself into the game through some of your own good work. Mm-hmm. And then perhaps win a penalty because you've been really accurate and you've forced them into making a mistake, being offside or doing something illegal a ruck and you go, bang, okay. And then you kick down into the half and you're ready to go. You're ready to, to get into your work, to get some phases in and start applying some pressure on them like they've been doing to you. And bang, you, you, you lose... I don't know how many times. I think they lost their first five. It
0: was unbelievable. Unbelievable, Mm. man. That was, yeah. I don't know know if there's omens or signs, but yeah, that was unbelievable, Marshy. Hey, got a a text here from Ken. If you want to send one in, do so. Double eight, double three. Ken says, hi, Justin and Dean. As a massive Blues supporter, well done to the Crusaders. Proud of my boys who have followed from Sydney to Dunedin and would do it all again. But well done to Razor and the crew. That's from Ken. And yeah, I think Ken says what we all think. I mean, the team was great. And Razor, uh, Marshy, fantastic. I don't know why people are complaining about the breakdance. I love it. I think it's fantastic as well.
2: Oh yeah, look, people will always find something. It's a little bit unfortunately in some of uh our Kiwi um sort of nature that mm. people will will pick on something that's completely irrelevant to the game. Um and, and, you know, you might as well uh like take as little notice as possible and, and focus on what was good about yeah. what happened on the evening. And I certainly felt that uh, they apparently they did their homework massively for playing the Blues again after they got beaten down at Orange Terry Stadium. They yeah. they started to analyse and look at why things went wrong on that evening and, and what the Blues had done well, what the Blues had uh, particularly with the ball uh, managed to do to open them up defensively, and, and you know why why they were physically probably outplayed on the night as well. And yeah. I thought the game plan that they went in with, you know, we've mentioned the line out, you know, tactically really brave to do what they did. You know, they were they were competing with two jumpers up, five mm. you know, five to ten metres out from their own line. Leaves you incredibly vulnerable to a driving ball to do that. But I think both times they picked the ball off, you know, so it takes courage to do that. Uh, but, but also just I thought their breakdown work on the night, the Blues have been so tough in that area all year. They Lost the breakdown big time, they yeah. got their ball slowed down, they didn't counter counter uh, ruck. Um, I was trying to think about when did they actually effectively get a clean turnover, and I can only think of one now. I might be wrong, mm. you know, somebody might text in and be able to tell me on, on another one, but the Sotutu one in the first half when they when the Blues again butchered their line out over the back, and then uh, the, the Crusaders went through, and he got over the ball and clearly won it. I don't recall many more instances, if any, in the game where they actually got a legitimate turnover, which goes to show you how good the Crusaders were at protecting their ball and cleaning their ruck. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, their territory, uh, the balancing they put in the way they played, they still attacked with ball in hand. They made line breaks. They fractured the Blues line. Uh, their kicking game was accurate. They kicked to compete. Will Jordan was often up there disrupting, so they all obviously tactically thought, right, we need to get him in the chasing line because he's good in the air, mm. which they did. Um it was faultless. It honestly had hardly any errors in it over 80 minutes on a wet night. And everything that they did game plan wise, they executed absolutely seamlessly. Um, so, you know, bugger the break dancing, Who cares about that? <laughs> think about think about the way that the, the leaders of that team and the coaching staff led by Razor mm. went out there and won a final um, before probably the ball had even been kicked off. And then it was just up to the players. Uh, delivering what they expected they needed to do to win
0: Yeah look absolutely and that's the thing in those conditions to be clinical in those conditions that's that's next level stuff so well done uh, to the Crusaders and their game plan and there's been a bit of talk Marsh. you probably would have heard it yourself do you think given the performances of some of the Crusaders players that maybe the All Blacks team should have been named after the final or has it put more pressure on the selectors or how do you feel about that?
2: Yeah, I didn't like the timing, if I was perfectly honest, mm. uh, leading into such a massive week, and yeah. big New Zealand uh, derby final, uh, two historic rivals um, yep. at Eden Park, and you have that massive lead-in when you start on a Monday. That generates the excitement. Mm. Um, the team gets together. You start to sit down and, and break down the week um, and how, how you're going to operate, but also how you're going to put pressure on the opposition, what you're going to do, who you're going to target, which individuals are you going to pick on, um, where do you see uh, you know the ability to expose them um how can you frustrate them uh and then you have uh, have to sit down and watch an all black naming <laughs> you know and, yeah right man and, and, you're totally right yeah and and and, and it just you know it would have knocked the stuffing out of some players mm. um because you know some of them would have thought they were in the frame yeah uh and and it also would have put some players heads in the clouds and they would have had to start dealing with media, phone calls, text messages of congratulations and all that. That's brilliant. But, mm. but they had another focus to deal with, you know, and yeah. you couldn't probably, you couldn't have gone out with, you know, I know when I got named in the all blacks and went out for quite a few beers with my, with a few of my close <laughs> friends and of course, family, yeah. of course, you know, yeah. cause it's a, it's a, it's an incredibly, um, it's, it's the biggest moment in your life. Yep. Um, when you're a rugby player to be named in the all blacks and, you know, the fact that those players weren't able to probably celebrate it or equally to go out for for a beer um, when, when you're not feeling that great just to sort of reflect and, um, you know, probably soak that up as well. Mm. Uh, so, look, I understand why they did it because obviously they wanted to maximise their time before that Irish test. So every other player that wasn't involved in that game was then able to assemble and be in camp like... yeah. They probably could have covertly done that anyway, and just said, "Hey, we're going to name the All Blacks team after the final." Mm. But we're we're going to put we're going to put together a group of guys that are in the framework and in the mix, yeah, uh, and get them together and get them sort of learning because there will be people that come in and out of that All Blacks team, mm. you know, for injury or form or Absolutely. whatever. So you might as well just get a yeah get a group of guys together, get them together for the week. Make sure they all understand the way the All Blacks want to play. Put them through their paces because usually fitness testing is one of the first bloody things they do to you. So, <laughs> um, and 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 maybe and maybe done it that way around. But I, I guess they felt like they needed to do it when they did. So yeah, it would really would have tested the players mentally to to move on quickly before focusing on you know, the All Blacks. Yeah.
0: No, hey, great points, Marshy. great points. Hey, uh, give us a call if you want 0800 uh, 150 or double eight double three on the text. We will take a quick break, but we do have a special guest uh, coming up on the show today. We won't name him just yet, but a very special guest, uh, small clue, good friend of Marshy's, of course. We, and we are we going to do the phone? Oh, Sorry, Marshy, we've actually got a phone call. It's not the special guest, but it is certainly a very special Crusaders fan. It is Graham is on the line. Graham, say hello to Marshy.
4: G'day, Marshy. How are you, mate?
0: Yeah, good, Graham.
4: Good to hear from you, mate. You'll be a very, 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 very happy man. Oh, very much so. I did my uh, usual trek out to the airport, but I didn't have to bike like I've done a couple of times over the years, but, uh, yeah, no, I got, went out there with some uh, fellow die-hard fans, as they call us, yeah, no, it was mm-hmm. fantastic, you know, it was, um, you know, and as, you know, you've, you've summed it up so well, a couple of times I've heard you, you know, it was just Razor brings that just special uh, connection with the fans and, you know, what, he, he was the last to leave, you know, and that saves a lot for the guy, but, yeah, but on to the rugby, yeah, it was just, A great performance, you know. Um, Yeah, it was just wonderful, really. I was talking to Kieran Reid today, actually, because his kids go to the school I work at, you know, and he was saying just, you know, that how it was like it was no stone unturned, you know. It was like, you know, and we heard about Scott Hanson. Well, I'll probably get you to talk about this. They obviously had started doing their homework, you know, Mm. well before the final on the Blues, you know, and obviously the Sam Whitelock influence, on affairs on um, Friday night, uh, Saturday night to say, um, you know, proved such a vital thing because you know our line out had been a bit a bit wobbly. The Crusaders to be you know diplomatic and they really everything just clicked and they, everything was pre-planned and worked out as much as you can against a, you know a very good blue side. But yeah, they they'd really done a number on them in terms of preparation, hadn't they, Justin?
2: Yeah, they had. Graham, look, you know, as as you are. I know that you'll say that you had faith in the Crusaders, but were, were you slightly concerned about the, the, you know, the the impact the Blues could have on the game? Did you think? Oh yeah. there was a possibility that they could be tipped up.
4: Oh yeah, no, I, I'm never complacent. You know, I always play, say on programs like this. Yeah, you know, I got. Of course, mm. I have faith in the Crusaders, but you don't win them all. You know, and there's, and you know the thing finals. You played in finals, not many that we lost, but. And mm. you know we went for nine years without winning a final, and and you get tipped up sometimes, and yeah, no, I yeah I was very I was um you know thinking this is gonna be a big task, but I sort of had this, you know I just felt yeah they can do it. I just you know that's all you can do as a fan, you know you don't, but I just thought the coaching staff will be, you know yeah. will just re- will, they won't leave anything unturned, and, and if they don't win, you know that'll be it that'll just be the way it is <laughs> and the blues will you know we'll have the lollies so to speak, but yeah, no, I'm always I'm never can play something I play the reds in a semi finite or quarter-final, say a couple of weeks ago, people go, oh it's gonna be <laughs> i never never have that attitude, you know it's always mm. you know sport's a funny thing, you can never um be too presumptuous, so no, I know it was definitely you know it was. <laughs> It was no fait complete It was a big a big game, you know, and, and and you know, a great blue side. So to beat them
0: was fantastic. Graham, I don't wish to cut you off, but I'm going to because no, we've no. got another caller. All right. No, good man. Back to your no, porridge. No, no problem, Dean. All yeah. right. <laughs> Cheers, Graham. Thank you very much, mate. Uh Let's go to uh Tim. Tim, are you there, mate? Yeah, mate. How are we doing? Very good. Good, thank you. You have your question for Marshy, mate. Go for it.
1: Oh, I just—not just, uh, really a question, but I, I just think you summed it up so well, Marcy. Like flawless. Like to be honest mm. with you, the scoreline flattered the Auckland Blues massively. Like we were across the line about three or four times, where we didn't get—you know—we didn't get the—you know—the uh, points for it. Uh, and Sam White, like I, I firmly believe that he should be the All back captain. Sam Kane, he's a great player, but. He's just injured so much. Let him concentrate on being fit and playing good rugby before you dump that burden of the captaincy
2: on him. Yeah, mate. Look, I I totally agree that, you know, Sam Whitelock would make a great leader of the All Blacks. Um, And I I, I think probably maybe taking a little bit of that pressure off Sam Kane and just letting him play, um, you know, he can still be a leader. Wouldn't be um, harmful at all. But, you know, obviously the All Black selectors... Think differently, but yeah, I think you're absolutely right about what what you said about the Crusaders and how clinical they, they were. And I think that Blues side was so well, they're so stacked with with mm. you know players that could could open up any team in the world at, at any stage. You know, you've got and Bowden Barrett pulling the strings. Um, the th- the thing that I, I thought about when the game was was all over, and I thought, well, was it the fact that the Blues just didn't fire a shot, or was it the fact that they weren't allowed to fire one? And I think it was it was the latter. It was simply such a clinical, well-thought-out performance where they just shut them down in mm. all departments and didn't allow any of their X-Factors players to get any space and room or give them any sniff of getting into the game by a, a, an aimless turnover or making a mistake or a shitty kick where they can counter-attack. Their performance was absolutely flawless. And... Man, you just have to say well done to the players for executing it, and well done to the coaches for applying it during the week and saying this is how we'll get it done, boys. You just got to go out now and do it to as close to perfection as you can. And me oh my, they were not far off that.
0: <laughs> hey Tim, thanks very much for your call, mate. Much appreciated. All right, all right, cheers. Okay, guys, uh, it's almost time to uh, have a break. If you want to give us a text, though, you can do double eight double three. If you want to call Marshy, 0800-150-811, 0800-150-811. We do have a special guest coming up later, but right now we're back after the break. Welcome back into SENZ. Dean Butler with you here tonight filling in for Ricardo Ball. It's in the red with Justin Marshall. Give us a call 0800 150 811 or text 8833 with your questions. This is the last in the red for this season. Marshall, a couple of texts have come in here. Uh, Pablo Matera leaving the Crusaders. First question, why and what would he have gained from his time with the Crusaders?
2: Well, I certainly think that uh, he found his way. Into understanding the way that New Zealand rugby players operate, he, I think he struggled early on, and I'm I'm pretty sure that Scott Robertson would be in agreement with that, and mm. so would Pablo himself. That he was just trying to, I uh, trying a bit hard, I think, uh, and he got messed around a little bit because he got shifted positions. Um, but once they sort of finally established him on the blind side, and then got then got him working regularly, um, you know, with a good combination, which was Grace. And Blackadder, then eventually Grace and Christy, mm. uh, he just grew uh, incredibly uh, in, in stature, and I certainly think that he would have uh, realised about how uh, New Zealand rugby players in general uh, love getting quick ruck ball mm. and, and 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 you know punching onto the ball, uh, you know that static stuff, and trying to regenerate momentum all the time is. Not what, not a strength of ours. You know, we, we don't have big, big, big men. Mm. Um, we, we we prefer to get tough physical cleanouts and get good, quick ball. So I think you'll certainly understand how it's how nice it is to run onto the ball and and get quick ruck speed ball. Uh, and and obviously just the 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 mindset as well being involved with the Crusaders and their culture, uh, how ruthless they are, mm. how. They can create an enjoyable environment. He seemed like he was always uh, playing with a smile on his face. Yeah. He uh, had his fa- family regularly and his little boy walking around the pitch, coming to the game all dressed up in the Crusaders gear. So that goes to show you that that culture is a very big part of what the Crusaders are. And, and obviously that is very much, um, you know, that, that uh, Argentinian culture as well. Very close to their families. Families are a big part of their mm. life um, socially. You know, like uh, I couldn't believe it when I played in France, yeah. Really, eh? Um, you know, we, we, we would go out for, for a dinner, just uh, you know, that uh, two, two of us would go out, and we'd there'd be families out with three, four, five year old kids at mm. 10, 11 p.m. at night, you know, dining. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and that's and that's the nature of that, that part of the world, you know, and in, in Argentina, I saw that in um, Buenos Aires. And, Saw it in France and in Spain, you know, that's very much their lifestyle. So yeah. you know, having having that family environment with the Crusaders would have been great. Um, I, I think it sounds like he's found found another job somewhere. Okay. Um, he's obviously a guy who at 28 wants to, while he can, and yeah. while his body is good, because he does throw his body around, Fair experience enough. rugby, um, all over the globe, yeah, and, and good on him. You know, good on him for doing that and, and bringing his family with him to do that. So whoever gets Pablo Matera next, um, they're very lucky because I thought that he was one of the Crusaders' best in the latter half of the season.
0: Yeah, good call. Yeah, absolutely. What a great story it is. Um, we've got a um, call in here for you, Marci. It's from John. From uh, Johnny, are you there, John? Hi, how are things? Yeah, good, John. You got something for Marci? Hi, Hi Justin. Do um, you know with the Lions? In a
1: professional match, like, and you know, the line players, you know, during the, as the game was going on, the Blues must have, just, the players themselves must have known they're getting the stride. And how come they didn't just decide that there and then have a get together, the forwards, and let's turn the tide and do exactly what the Crusaders are doing to us, or even have Leon at time have a chat? Yeah.
2: Yeah, hey, John. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. You know, that, and that's where I think. Quite possibly, they they lacked the leadership of having somebody that wouldn't have been overawed by the situation and had been to the coalface, been to finals before, and that and that person was Luke Romano. Um, I, I, you know, I, I certainly thought that there was probably uh, an excuse and a reason to get him into the game a lot earlier than what they did, um, because it was hurting them so much. You know, like uh, Robinson's a great player, but he's not a regular lock. And, and Sam Whitelock obviously sm, um, smelt an opportunity there, no doubt about it. And Goodhue hasn't played a massive amount uh, either, not only this season, but he hasn't been really onto that big stage. And once they had two you know really experienced players and Whitelock and Barrett, All Blacks picking on them, yeah, you're right. Mm. they didn't they didn't go to plan B. I think once or twice they tried sneaky little quick ones and that that kind of paid off, but in general, when they were slowed down and, and couldn't get to the line out and get, get it sped up like they needed to to try and catch the Crusaders off guard, they continually got picked off. And, um, you know, I certainly mm. think that they, they missed a trick there by, you know, somebody not showing some leadership, like you said, getting them together and saying, hey, we need to fix this mm. and fix this quick. And what we're doing is not working. So how do we innovate and make it mm. right?
1: So, was it a big mistake by Leon not putting on uh, Luke earlier on in in the game? Maybe starting Luke Romano? Yeah.
2: Yeah, look, I I think he probably... It's hard always to bring, you know, a player off. You know, if he brings Goodhue or Robinson off after 25, 30 minutes, you're you're down a man should things go terribly pear-shaped injury-wise. And then you'll find yourself vulnerable with substitutes. But equally... You've got to do something, mate, before the game's gone on you, don't you? And I, I felt that they waited too long to get him into the game and let the Crusaders get that that scoreboard pressure on them. You know, if they'd probably reacted earlier, maybe things might have been different. Maybe Whitelock um, and Barrett still would have picked the line out off if Romano was involved. Maybe they'd done their homework that much. Um, even his experience might not have helped. I'm not sure, but geez, it was worth a gamble possibly.
0: Hey, John, thanks for your call, mate. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, we're going to take another quick break now. Keep your texts coming, and I've got a few to get to. We'll get them after this break, 8833. And then after that, we do have a very, very special guest coming up as well. Welcome back to uh, In the Red, Dean Butler with you here tonight for Len for Ricardo Ball, Justin Marsh. Uh, <laughs> Just Marshall is with us. Sorry, uh, keep your texts coming in double eight, double three, Marshy. Got one here for you, straight out of your warehouse, mate. Hi guys, immaculate performance by the Crusaders, a well-deserved title. Finley Christie played very well behind Pack that gave him bugger all protection. How do you think um, he'll go again against the Irish in twelve days? That's from Dave, Marshy. What do you reckon, Finley Christie?
2: Yeah, it was a good point, Dave. I think he was one of the bright lights uh, for the Blues on Saturday night. You know, it's never easy when you are getting slow ball, which they were, uh, and getting ruck pressure as well. And I, th- I thought that uh, the way he still managed to balance his game out, <clears throat> you know, regardless of the try, which was what they needed, they need some sort of spark, the Blues, and for him to be that spark, you know, a- around harassing um, and-, and then, you know, finishing off and getting them back into the game, now, yeah, that, was, that was a piece of the sort of individual brilliance they needed at the time. Um, I, I possibly thought that maybe he needed to kick a little bit more. I thought that uh, if they could have kicked a bit from nine, uh, the, the the constant getting it back to Bowden Barrett to kick or Stephen Piero Feta, the Crusaders were handling that pretty well. So that's probably a part of, the, of his game that he needs to um, work on and evolve because he needs to show leadership in that area. He needs to put his hand up. Um, and say, look, I'm going to do it. Uh, but in general, yeah, really exciting, I think, for him to get an opportunity against the Irish. I think he deserves it. And, uh, you know, he just needs to go out and play with confidence. If he plays the way that he can, um, you know, he can put some real pressure on the other two halfbacks that are in that squad.
0: Yeah, got to agree with you, Marshy. I think uh, Christy had a cracker for the uh, Blues, that's for sure. Another one here, uh, Marshy, Can you ask marshy for his views on Ben O'Keefe's performance? I thought
2: Ben O'Keefe uh, was the reason why we got such a high quality final. I thought some of his decision making was outstanding. He was under pressure from the TMO uh, at times to to look at uh, foul play, um, what was deemed as being foul play, uh, and I certainly think um, you know a combined effort between him, the ARs, and also cons- consultation with the TMO. He was very aware of the understanding that he felt both of those collisions in that game were purely accidental. They they weren't intentional. Mm. They weren't reckless. Um, the, 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 the timing and the the impact of both players, and, and in fact, in one of them of three players, had just resulted in head knocks or uh, contact to the head. So I thought that he officiated that brilliantly. Um, I thought that uh, you know the game had flow on a difficult night. And uh, yeah, look, it was probably one of the, the best refereeing performance Performances of Super Rugby uh, and just reinforce that he's one of, the, one of the premier referees in the world right now. And, uh, you know, it was great that he refereed a final between New Zealand teams uh, so well to allow the, the game to flow.
0: Yeah, i got to agree with you, Marshy. He certainly, he refereed, I think, as the fans would like to have seen it refereed yep. and we've been asking for for quite a while. But great question. Uh, final one here for you, Marshi. I'm not sure about this one. It's from Ken. Marshy still wouldn't be happy with Moonga and Havili at 10 and 12 in tests. Being there, done that, didn't work. Bowden must start at 10. I'm, Marshy, I'm not sure. I thought Havili had a cracking game. and that, Moonga.
2: Yeah, I thought both of those players, he had outstanding games and things. I believe um that uh, Richie Moonga was named uh, player of the match. So he obviously went okay. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think probably the really encouraging thing was, which not a lot of people have spoken about, was his goal kicking. Yes. He, uh, he was under a lot of pressure as well. You know, it's not a, an easy, it wasn't an easy night for kickers with the rain, um, a little bit of breeze as well. And obviously having, you know, pretty much, I would say 35 odd thousand people. So we'll give the Crusaders a few fans booing him when he was kicking. <laughs> Uh, I thought that he handled that pressure really, really well, uh, you know, and, and you know, in that 10 jersey being a kicker, that would have been a massive positive for the All Blacks selectors to see. I thought if Sam Whitelock was, um, you know, uh, equally the player of the night with Richie Moonga, which he quite clearly was, and I think the public agree with that, mm. the third best player out there on the night would have had to have been David Harvelli. yeah, um, and a very and then very closely followed by Lester Anuku who was an absolute menace and threat to the Blues all night, but. Um, you know, I certainly think that uh, those, those performances from both those players, um, as mentioned, Havili and Moonga, um, was very, very good. And it would have given the All Blacks uh, a lot of encouragement to see them playing with that confidence uh, and authority out there lead, lead, leading the game.
0: Yep, gotta agree with you, Marshy. Hey, we're gonna to go to a break, and after the break, we will be talking with our special guest. Shall I say who it's gonna be, Marshy, or what let's go for it. It is the one, the only Andrew Mertens will be talking all things crusaders with Marshy after the break. <laughs> Welcome back to In the Red. Dean Butler filling for, for our Ricardo ball tonight. Justin Marshall is here, and it's time now to go to our special guest. Uh, he is, of course, a great mate of yours, Marshy. You played with him many times. It is one, the only Andrew Mertens. Mertz, welcome to the show, mate. And have you uh, been like Marshy and has been smiling for the last two days? I really have. Good evening, Chance.
1: Nice to be your Australian correspondent. And um, yeah, look, trying not to, to, to be too, too cocky. Obviously, very, very, very proud of. Uh, uh, of the Crusaders, and and as a former Crusader to watch the performance that they put out is just uh, was unbelievable. So um, yeah, it was a great final to watch. Um, hopefully, Australians watched it in good numbers over here. I mean, you know, something to be learned from watching two teams play like they did is the pinnacle of the competition. So uh, I think you've also got to pay tribute to the Blues and what they've done this season. Tremendously disappointing for them, but you know they've they've, they've set really high standards throughout the competition. And I thought. Uh, you know, I was a bit sorry, obviously, for Leon, as you would have been a bit marshy as well, but um, a hell of a final.
2: Yeah, I certainly was. Obviously, Leon had uh, formulated a good season, um, season Mertz, and um, yeah, he probably feels a, a little empty now, given that, uh, you know, the the game was so well set up. Why do you think it, it didn't... I, I know we've sort of spoke, we've spoken about the fact the line-out got picked off in a few other areas, but... But where did it, in your mind, from where you were watching, go so wrong for them and so right for the Crusaders?
1: Well, I, just, I, looked, I just thought the Crusaders looked so confident and so comfortable in that environment right from the start. Not that the Blues looked uncomfortable, but the Crusaders just looked purposeful. They looked ruthless. Uh, they controlled the ball well. They held onto the ball. It, it really felt like almost they deliberately conditioned themselves in the last two weeks to just defending, defending, defending you know, work themselves up ready for that onslaught that they could expect from the Blues, but then at the same time get in and just control the ball supply and and they just did that so well and right from the start, I mean, I was getting a bit nervous because the start was so good for the Crusaders and yet they Mm. didn't get points, massive amounts of points on the board to reflect that kind of domination. Um, I was, you know, a bit nervous that when the the Blues started cutting loose, it would would all go to custard for our uh, our beautiful boys in red and black, but uh, you know, they just upped it again and and then those crucial little moments, and everyone's talked about it, of course, the lineouts you know, whether it was the, the Blues five metres out, they lose a lineout; whether it was just inside the halfway for the Crusaders and they, they pinched that ball and David Havili knocked down a, a 50-22, you know. So just some really crucial lineouts among the 10 that they lost. There were probably three or four that were really significant in the context of the match. And again, that just fed into the Crusaders' confidence.
2: Must have warmed your heart to see the performance... Of the guy in your old jersey, uh, like quite noticeably, he he just slightly changed the way he was playing, the the depth that he was coming onto the ball, and he was arcing across as well, which was causing the Blues defence stress and freeing up space for others. And I just spoke about his goal kicking as well. You haven't been sending him some sneaky tips, have you? Because... (laughs) He's quite clearly no, changed him,
1: his rhythm. If I had him, you don't think you would have got that percentage, do you? <laughs> 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 I certainly haven't been giving him any drop goal tips. That was beautifully struck. That that one to get the first, you know, the first three points oh, yeah. in the game, Marsh. And he's just he's just so composed, Richie Monger, and so um, I don't know, just so complete. And yes, he had the, the 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 better quality ball he was getting past, but then to use that as well as he did, and just you know, retain the energy and work the guys around them, and um, it's just such a comforting figure to, to, to see there in that in that red and black can. And you know, by contrast, poor old Bowden Barrett didn't get a lot to play with, and we hardly heard in the commentary either of the Yuani brothers really mentioned. And that's just an indication of how the, the Crusaders shut them out. But you know, Mora, and and you look back to last week as well. Just chooses his moments unbelievably well, doesn't he? That senses a, a slight weakness, a, a little seam of. Uh, a weakness in the in the defence, and he shoots inside. I think it was inside Tavao, and then sold a dummy, went to the outside, just immaculate, on his feet two seconds later to rip out a big pass, and Cullen Grace scored. So he just picks his moments so beautifully.
2: Mate, are you, where are you on the the combination thing? You know, like, obviously, Moanga and Yeah, you know, I thought Haveli was outstanding on the night. We we're, were part of the All Blacks picture last year. Um, but, you know, there's other, other players that have been selected in that jersey, including tuivasa vs. Shek. Do you think it's uh, important that you you have combos? So, like, say, for example, tuivasa vs. Shek, Yawani for the All Blacks, say, um, Moanga uh, and um, Haveli, or do you just think that you've got to put the best players out there?
1: Well, yeah, I'm a, a massive fan of combinations, mate. That's why I always went into bat for you over the years, you know? <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> and, and I'm quite sure vice versa, mate. Um, but, I, look, I think I think when there's not that much difference between the, the players, I think then it's a combination. And at the moment, look, I, I think Tuvasa Sashek has deserved a chance. I think he's been really good across the season. And I think he's been heavily marked, but he's, God, I mean, he's been called upon to take the ball forward. He's been really strong into multiple tacklers, you know, and he's got good feet. And so, you know, I just don't think there's a, enough between... Say a 2 Vasashek and David Havili to to justify say Havili missing out. You know what I mean mm. because of the combination. So I think when there's very little between the two players in their individual position, then that combination is adds, adds some more value. So Moongo alongside David Havili uh, naturally looks looks even stronger. Um, But, you know, uh, at the same time, you can't begrudge probably anyone in that All Black squad that they named their place. You know, they they have been performing really well. Uh, Blues didn't have a great night. Crusaders dominated the game. But what they have done has been pretty special this year. You know, whatever it was, 15 or 14 wins in a row, whatever it was, including some pretty tight ones. So, you know, you you can't just disregard everything on one game either.
2: Have you ever seen a game plan... And I guess an eighty-minute performance, that clinical, like it's really hard to think about any errors and how that that the Crusaders made and how flawless they were in all areas. You know, I thought they
1: would get themselves under more pressure, but man, they
2: executed well, didn't they?
1: Oh, they were awesome, particularly you know given the conditions up there, and you'd know better about that than I was. Although I noticed you left it up to everybody else to be doing the work down on the field in the rain. Um, Smart move, there you go. Um, That's it? So, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah their control was was absolutely fantastic. No, I don't think I've seen as complete a performance as that. I mean, I think probably the closest we ever got was that 2002 final where, you know, we had a pretty mm. comprehensive win over the over the Brumbies in Christchurch. Um, but I, I guess to come out where where there's doubt about the result, I mean, in 2002, we'd also gone unbeaten in the whole Super Rugby. So... You know, for the Crusaders to come out as slight underdogs and be as dominant as they were and as complete as they were, now I think it was absolutely extraordinary.
2: Oh, Mertz, really appreciate you coming on the show, mate. I'm pleased that uh, you were able to get off your bus to be able to talk to talk <laughs> to us. I don't know what the hell you're doing on a bus, but anyway.
1: <laughs> I'm working to my budget, mate. Working to the budget. No limousines available <laughs> over here. Well, they they're all taken up.
2: Very good. Uh, well, we'll catch up with you uh, later in the year for a beer, mate, just to have a little crusade on. Uh, celebra- celebratory drink,
1: brother. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Great to talk and, and particularly on, a, on a, um, a day just after our, uh, our guys have done us so proud. Um, but I'm sure, you know, most of them will be pretty quickly putting that behind them and straight into the international season. Looking forward to that as well. We've got England coming out here to Australia, of course, and uh, and Ireland will be looking across the Tasman with, with huge interest watching that Ireland All Black Series. So can't wait.
0: Good stuff, Say Thank you very much for uh, talking with us now. And we're almost time to uh, wrap it up, Marshy. We've just got one quick text here for you. Uh, hey, Marshy, uh, Bryn Hall departure next year. What are we doing for a halfback next year? You heard anything?
2: No, I actually haven't, and you know, obviously Mitchell Drummond will still be around over a hundred caps for the Crusaders, so it's great to have his experience. You sure, uh, and uh, Te to- 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 Tahuria Rangi, I think, is still there, but yeah, they'll be looking to recruit somebody else. Um, but Bryn Hall, wow, what a what an outstanding performance from him in the final, and what a what a, what a buy he was for the Crusaders. His career was a a bit in limbo, and in 2017 he got the call from Razor, and uh, man, he's just been absolutely outstanding for them, he he will be missed, big time.
0: I can't believe he doesn't get more kudos actually, Marci, uh, to me he's like an unsung hero, he kind of just yep. flies under, and yet he's in all, all these winning sides, and it just never gets, so you're yeah, well done to Bryn Hall, Marci um, almost time to wrap it up mate, uh, it's the last in the red for this year, anything you want to say to the listeners or the people out there who have called you each week, texted you each, each week as well?
2: Just love their passion. You know, I love the fact that, you know, throughout all the shows, you know, whether it was the, the, the Crusaders or the Blues, the Chiefs, um, Wanda Pacifica, uh, you know, everybody loves rugby in New Zealand. And we love breaking down our teams and looking forward to uh, them performing. So thanks very much for having me and listening and hopefully we can do it all again next year.
0: Yeah, been an absolute pleasure uh, working with you too, mate. There you go, folks. Justin Marshall from In The Red. That's the last one for this year. We'll see you next year. We'll be back after eight.